As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In 2008, we started to think about coming to Mexico. We had actually been thinking about it for quite some time, planning on retiring abroad. And we went on an exploratory trip, and uh, we decided to try something that we had never done before, but I, I knew people who had house sat. And so we house sat in three different places in Mexico as we decided where we would stay. And in each place, uh, we were in Pátzcuaro, Michoacán, for a year. Um, we were in San Miguel de Allende for three months. And we came here to Lake Chapala and made so many friends so quickly, uh, really enjoyed so many things about it, that this is where we stayed. So how did you like house sitting? I thought it was fabulous. And so my introduction to it led to my having this website now. Welcome to the Repurpose Your Career podcast, brought to you by Career Pivot. This podcast is where those of us in the second half of life come together to discuss how to repurpose our careers for the 21st century. Come listen to career experts give you proven strategies, listen to people like you tell their stories on how they repurpose their careers, and finally, get your questions answered. Your host, Mark Miller, has made six career pivots over the last 30 years. He understands this is not about jumping out of the frying pan into a fire, but rather to create a plan where you make clear, actionable steps or pivots to a better future career. Are you ready to repurpose your career? Welcome to episode 159 of the Repurpose Your Career podcast. My name is Mark Miller, and I'll be your host every Monday for a discussion on what it's like to repurpose your career. If you are new to the Repurpose Your Career podcast, I want to welcome you to the show. I am running my annual Repurpose Your Career podcast survey. If you would be so kind to go to careerpivot.com slash podcast survey, that's one word, and take my annual podcast survey, I'd be very appreciative. I will collect some minor demographic information, and if you let me know what was your favorite episode of 2019, give me some feedback on what you'd like in 2020. If you've already taken the survey, I want to say thank you. Now, a word from our sponsor, the Career Pivot Membership Community. The Career Pivot Membership Community continues to help the approximately 50 members who are participating in the beta phase of this project to grow and thrive. This is a community where everyone is there to help everyone else out. This is a group of like-minded souls who are 
mostly over 60 and a third or over 65, who are working on figuring out what they want to do in the second half of life and then making it happen. I have priced this to be very affordable for everyone, so do not let financial considerations get in the way of checking this out. I'm recruiting new members for the new cohort, and if you are interested in learning more about the endeavor and would like to be put on a waiting list, please go to careerpivot.com slash community. When you sign up, you'll receive more information about the community as it evolves. Next week, I will be interviewing Brenda Bernstein, author of the best-selling LinkedIn book, How to Write a Killer LinkedIn Profile. This week, I interview Alexandra Gordon, who is the owner of HouseSitMexico.com. Alexandra retired with her husband 10 years ago in Mexico, but a few years ago, she had the opportunity to buy the domain HouseSitMexico and is now working on turning it into a thriving business. It is a fascinating story of someone in the second half of life turning on their entrepreneurial juices. But before we get to this week's episode, let me put it in a couple of small plugs. If you would like to financially support the show, please go to careerpivot.com slash donate to make a donation. You'll find this link at the top of the show notes. As I stated in previous interviews, I have cut costs in producing this podcast, and if you would like to see me continue on a weekly basis, please consider making a small donation. Secondly, Repurpose Your Career, a practical guide for the second half of life. Third edition is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Powell's.com, BooksAmillion.com, and many other fine online retailers. I am working on the audio version of the book, but this is taking longer than planned. Look for this to be out in February of 2020, probably closer to the end of the month. I should say this episode will sound a little different than previous episodes. We recorded this session in Alexandra's living room on my Zoom H4N audio recorder. This is one of the few in-person interviews I've ever done. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Repurpose Your Career podcast. Today I have Alexandria Gordon with HouseSitMexico.com. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure. And so I kind of wanted to start the interview with, you've been living in Mexico for how long? Ten years. And how did you get here? In 2008, we started to think about coming to Mexico. We had actually been thinking about it for quite some time, planning on retiring abroad. And we went on an exploratory trip, and uh, we decided to try something that we had never done before, but I, I knew people who had house sat. And so we house sat in three different places in Mexico as we decided where we would stay. And in each place, uh, we were in Pátzcuaro, Michoacán, for a year. Um, we were in San Miguel de Allende for three months. And we came here to Lake Chapala and made so many friends so quickly, uh, really enjoyed so many things about it, that this is where we stayed. So how did you like house sitting? I thought it was fabulous. And so my introduction to it led to my having this website now. I, we had been homeowners for 
30 years or so in the United States, so I, I knew that side of it. But as I, um, I learned about the fact that there were websites that helped people connect, house sitters connecting with homeowners, and I, I learned the business, as it were. There was a, a, a website by the name of House Sit Mexico uh, that I used, and at that time, and this is like uh, 2009, 2010, I found it to be a very, very simple, uh, poorly designed website. And it was a little homemade thing and uh, did lacked all sorts of features, was not very sophisticated at all. And because I had had a uh, background in media uh, and I had done interactive work even in the 80s, you know, which is like the Stone Age of media, I told them some things that they could do to improve it. And lo and behold, I had the opportunity to buy it from them. Um, actually, when the gentleman passed away, I, I was able to buy the name House at Mexico from his wife. I took down the site and I spent almost a year getting it reprogrammed, redesigned and launched. Most Americans aren't familiar with house sitting. So what, what is house sitting? No, it's rather interesting. I was just listening to a uh, Mary Rogers podcast. I'll put a link to her podcast episode. And she has a thing for, for folks over fit for fabulous at 50. I, I'll put a link in the show notes uh-huh. about someone who house sits full time around uh-huh. the world. Uh-huh. And it's been obviously, it's a lot more popular outside of the U.S. So tell us about what the heck is house sitting? House sitting is, and you're right, it's much more popular in other parts of of the world. I think the United States is slowly warming up to it. And someone told me the other day that they thought it was a a general uh, litigiousness or lack of trust between people or whatever, that it's cultural. But where it is very popular is in Britain, in Britain and in the former British colonies with the exception of the United States. So Australians love house sitting and New Zealanders love house sitting, especially because people over in that part of the world, when they travel, they tend to travel for a longer period of time. They're traveling a longer distance. And, and it's more popular in Canada than it is in the United States, but it is coming along in the United States. There are international websites that are uh, operate in the same way as my site, House It Mexico, operates. In all of these, it's almost like a, a bit of a dating website in, in a way, in that um, you meet on the website, you use the features of the website to communicate very confidentially. It's sort of like uh, a private messaging is on Facebook, that the messages go through the website. You don't uh, reveal your um, location, your direct contact information or whatever, but you there's enough information that homeowners and house sitters um, can find each other. Uh, when a homeowner wants to have a house, and, and usually pet sitting is a big motivator, when they have an assignment, they publish it to the website. They provide the information about when, where, exactly, you know, what duration it is. They provide some photographs. They say what they need and uh, who the clients are, so to speak, the animals involved for pet sitting or what the, the responsibilities are. And that gets published. Our website, House Sit Mexico, 
sit, sends out hundreds of instant um, notifications to all of our members. And people can, the members receive that, see if they're interested, and then they can just click to apply for that house set and send them a message. When they send a message, there's a link to their profile. The house sitters have an online profile that provides an introduction. Uh, also includes some photographs that they may offer and importantly offers some references. So the homeowner receives that application, reads it, takes a look at their profile, can do the research in terms of looking into their references, and they communicate back and forth uh, confidentially through that system, the message system uh, that is part of our website. When a homeowner finds somebody that they want to get to know a little bit better and want to seriously consider, they'll share their telephone number, they might have a, a FaceTime or Skype interview, and eventually the homeowner will select someone and they'll there are resources on the website to help them create an agreement. I encourage a, a written agreement to memorialize like what is being promised. And it's a no-cash-exchanged arrangement. The house-sitters come and stay in the home, provide the services required in terms of, um, typically in Mexico, it's really just a matter of being here and, and taking care of pets. Typically, the homes in Mexico come with gardeners and maids, and so we have a very cushy situation, actually, for people who choose to house-sit in Mexico. Uh, that's basically the situation. It's a no-cash exchange. We call it a win-win relationship. And I, I get a lot of wonderful feedback. The feedback that I get is um, really comprises a whole lot of really good karma. If I'm going to do something at this stage in my life, I'm really glad to be doing something where, that makes people happy, that both sides say that they got a lot out of the experience. So... Most, a lot of folks who are, who are looking for house sitters are looking for, a lot of us for pet sitters, uh -huh. right? Why would someone be a house sitter? What, what, what kinds of individuals do that? The house sitters that come to House Sit Mexico basically fall into three different groups. The first one, I would call the more professional house sitters. They're the ones that, um, are long-term travelers very frequently. They are digital nomads, people who work online. They come with tremendous references and a lot of experience, and they really set the bar for what house-sitting is all about. Their standards are very high. They will leave a house as good as or better than they found it. Anyway, that's our first group, and they may be members of other international platforms, but because House at Mexico always has more house sets that are in Mexico than all the international websites combined, anyone who really wants to be in Mexico uh, would join House at Mexico. The second group of house sitters, the second group of house sitters, uh, I, I think of as pretty much my profile. Uh, when we first came to Mexico that we house sat to find out where we wanted to live. And, you know, I may mention, I, I had traveled a lot in Mexico um, since the age of 18. I'm very familiar with many, many parts of Mexico. I have lots of experience. And even with that experience, 
it was so valuable to be a house sitter, to um, truly experience what it's like to live in a real home in Mexico. The advantage uh, includes getting to know the homeowner. The homeowner very typically will introduce the house sitter to their friends and their neighbors, and you just experience life as it truly is lived. It's it's not a hotel bubble, you know, cultural bubble that that you find in resorts or hotels. Um, so it's a very authentic experience and helps you decide what you want to do next and get to know Mexico at the same time. And you're not paying rent and you're not signing a lease. So there are all those advantages. And the third group of people that are our house sitters are our homeowners too. About a third of all of our homeowners in Mexico join in both capacities. They join as homeowners and house sitters. And that group enjoys the idea of, hey, this four-day house sit showed up in San Miguel de Allende. Let's, let's go drive over. Or, you know, it could be long of various terms. But because we have so many people who live in Mexico who are also interested in house sitting, that helps us fill um, short-term and last-minute house sits as well. They're not flying over from Australia to do a weekend, but somebody might from a town nearby. And uh, they come with Mexico savviness. They know what they're doing, um, a lot more knowledge of the Spanish language, that sort of things, and they're certainly reliable. We, we just spent Thanksgiving holiday in Guadalajara, uh-huh. and we just booked a bus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which was very affordable. Was, right. Right. You know, Incredibly. The, and the buses are wonderful. Right. And the it's a four hour bus ride from Guadalajara. And they give you a, a space that I think of as like your own private little living room. <laughs> yeah, and and a each way program. each way was five hundred fifty pesos per person, so about twenty seven dollars. Uh huh. So it was like, wow, this it's is very comfortable. Very easy way of getting around. In fact, I'd much rather do that than fly. Uh huh. So, what is a typical length that people want a house sitter, or you know, what's a typical engagement, or how do they? It's really all over the map. Um, I, I think the shortest ones really are the very shortest ones would be a long weekend. Um, typically, homeowners like to have a day to get to know the house sitter and for the house sitter to get to know the pets. So there's like an overlap period at the beginning and at the end quite frequently. Long term, we've had house a house sit for a year. We've had house sits that extend for six months. Uh, we've had house sits that are for a home that is for sale. So it's open-ended when it sells and then, you know, that who knows how long that's going to take that um, that you stay there until it sells. Actually, one of our house sits that my husband and I did before we settled down was that kind of house sit. And um, so that's really nice for both parties. And if you're showing a house, it means that it's lived in and um, always prepared for showing. So anyway, those are the longer term house sets. And, but, you know, most typically it might be a couple of weeks. It's as long as one's travel plans are. We have a lot of Canadians here. Uh-huh, right now. Right. And they typically only stay for six months. Right. Because of Canadian um, health, 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 health insurance plan. Yeah. So when we were in Riberas the previous summer, all the houses that were owned by Canadians all summer were closed up. Uh huh. And it's obviously it's a lot better to have someone living in it than 
than it just being empty all no, the time. No, absolutely. We've also had um, the occasion of, of requiring a house sitter for when somebody buys a house, and it, it, given that it's furnished, uh, they might want to have a house sitter until they're ready to move down. And that's valuable. Yes. How does your cost structure work? Uh-huh. When someone joins, do they join us? Tell, it, tell us about there, that. There's only uh, one period of time, and that's a one-year plan, a one-year membership. Whether you're a homeowner or a house sitter, it's $79 a year. That's, for, U, that's U.S.? U.S., yes, yeah, 79 U.S. For the homeowners who wish to also be house sitters, that's an additional $20. Their one-year plan is $99. And uh, with that, they get all the services of the website, all of our notifications uh, that are published. For homeowners, they can list a house sit as often as they need to. There's no limit on that. And we actually have um, quite a few people who enjoy travel a great deal in retirement, and they're they're off like every month, every other month. And so we have quite a few that are that we see those homes um, being listed with house sets quite frequently. Yeah, we just had a joke in my Spanish class that someone, one of the retirees in my Spanish class said they were going on vacation and they were chastised <laughs> that retirees can't go on vacation. You can travel, <laughs> but you can't go on vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I still think of it like a vacation. But. So, so what has surprised you about running this business? You, you, you had a certain expectations. Um, mm-hmm. What surprised you? What has surprised me most, I think, is um, the degree to which I get very positive feedback. I literally have, I, I get hugged <laughs> if I meet somebody in the street or, or you know, here at uh, Lake Chapala, uh, we have a lot of house house sits posted at Lake Chapala. Basically, wherever there are uh, English-speaking people in Mexico, that's where we're going to have our house sits. But in any case, I've, I've gotten a lot of very positive feedback. And and that that's really that's really a pleasure. Um, as, uh, pet owners in particular feel um, grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to travel when they want to. They've been very appreciative. We have a testimonials section, and um, I get a lot of testimonials. You're a solopreneur. Yeah. Do you have help in running the site? And and what kind of help do you get? I have um, three different people that I call on, and two are on the development side, programmers, and one is on the social media side, uh, really, uh, not so much Facebook, but more uh, MailChimp and uh, organizing databases and that sort of thing. Nobody, I, I wind up having um, three people on a part-time or project base, basis, and I actually put in quite a few hours. Um, we've just celebrated our third anniversary. The website's doing very well. I'm really, I'm really proud and pleased um, we've just completed something over 750 house sits in the in this period of time. In my in my working life, I I worked in video, and that was an orchestration of people um, towards a creative end. And I did informational television, 
I had the experience of asking people to do a job and having a standard for how I wanted things to look. And that, that has helped a lot. So I, I know what kind of help I need and, um, I'm not scared to go get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the things that my own business coach, when I launched Career Pivot, hammered on me was to make sure that I didn't try and do everything myself. Mm-hmm. I'm very horizontally skilled. I know how to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I have no artistic skills. So I had some very good people work on my websites and stuff, and I just took my hands away. <laughs> so, right, right. Right. No, I think that that's a common problem that, that uh, uh, people will try, and I've tried in my life to try to do everything a little bit too much. But of course, there's a limitation when you're starting from scratch, you know, like how much are you going to invest in this? And at what point are you going to break even? And very fortunately, uh, I broke even on this within a few months. So, uh, you know, being able to design it uh, and work uh, with a programmer worked out well for me. I was able to map out what I wanted each each part of the website to look like, and um, I'd I'd send screenshots, make it look like this, and I'd have all the pieces of the art and everything all all in there. And so we were able to do that. Um, it worked out. What it has been for me is um, an opportunity to use a lot of different things that I did in my past. You know, I, I know that from the idea of, of, of pivoting, one of the things that comes up is when you look at the things that you've done in the past, some of them worked out and some of them didn't. And when you start a new venture, the toughest thing, I think, is fear. Uh, that keeps people back. Or, you know, I had had, um, I had had two, uh, ventures in the years. I had, I had worked as a producer, but once I, I started, um, working out of my home or staying home with my kids, I had two other ventures that I was involved with. And I wasn't, I, and a lot, this really involved intellectual property. And I have my name on a lot of patents, but I didn't make a lot of money out of it. Other people did. So doing this, it was kind of like third time up at bat. And it was scary. There were a lot of nights that I, I really, you know, I was afraid of failure. So I, I think, um, grappling with that and, and addressing that, and knowing that that's going to come up and fighting that is really something that's necessary if you're going to if you're going to succeed. And anytime that anytime that you hear about uh, repeat entrepreneurs, you're going to hear about things that didn't work out. There, are, there's a batting average, and nobody bats a hundred bats consistently a hundred. You know, so anyway, that's just part of it. And I'm, I'm just really pleased that this one has actually worked out. <laughs> well, there's no question. You know, I've, I've seen that in my own in career pivot of we've gone through some ups and downs. And, I'm, you know, right now I'm remaking the business around my community website and in some ways a, a similar to what you're doing. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's not a straight line, even line straight mm-hmm. up. It's, it's a jagged 
<laughs> right? right? Right, right. And you just have to get used to that. Right. So where do you see HowSitMexico.com going? Ten years ago, the estimate was that there were a million English-speaking expats living in, in Mexico. And uh, given that this is uh, a, my business, House at Mexico is a U.S. business serving English-speaking people in Mexico um, and those who wish to house it for them. So that population is, is a very substantial population. And we have just scratched the surface of that population. So just growing it within Mexico is my, my present objective. And I've thought, I've thought about going beyond Mexico. And that's a, that's a possibility. But this is, this is year three. And, uh, and, and we shall see, you know, um, taking it one step at a time. And really my objective at this point is just to, to, uh, to grow it, uh, at a, at a good pace. I, year, my, my second year was a hundred percent over my first year. And my third year has been 40% over the second year. So I'd like to, I'd like to keep that stride or, or improve it and, and just grow it right here. Very cool. If there was one thing you wanted to tell people about house sitting that, that, if someone wanted to go house it, what's the one thing that they need to know? I think the most important thing for a house sitter is to have high standards of their own reliability and to uphold that, you know, just to be exactly what you are expected to be. You know, and um, house sitters respond to whatever happens. I mean, um, we we don't have a lot of, I don't have any horrible weather stories to think of uh, here in Mexico of house sitters like in a hurricane or whatever. But I have heard of of stories in other countries, for example, you know, where you know they were involved with you know sudden sudden bad weather and and taking care of things. Well, you know. Whether it be a broken pipe or a sick pet or whatever, you just need to be responsible and to do everything that the homeowner would do if they were there and to communicate. So, uh, to communicate well with the homeowner. Um, so keeping those kinds of high standards, uh, really makes for a very successful relationship, uh, and that kind of win-win exchange that I was talking about. Yeah, when I was listening to this Mary Rogers podcast, this um, woman who house sits full time, one of the things she she booked a house sitting in England six months ahead of time, mm-hmm. and when she got there, the essentially the pet she was going to take care of was dying. Oh, and that's not part of what she bargained on. Yeah, but the everything was set, and. Um, and, and she talked about very often if you're traveling overseas, you can't change your travel plans easily. So, and that's why I thought it was interesting uh-huh. what you're saying about, you know, people who are living here in Mexico, because yes, you can easily just go travel because uh-huh. air, air flights, buses are very inexpensive. Right, right. It, it, um, not only the buses, but the airfare um, between the cities in Mexico can be 
like the equivalent of $25 to $50, you can really get around Mexico quite, quite easily. Yeah. One of the other things the woman said was very often she was house-sitting for Americans who live overseas, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was quite fascinating. Very often it was teachers and right, right who, who had pets and they wanted them right. to be taken care of and they had places and exotics. So. Right. So and people like to uh, hire, um, hire is really the wrong word, but engage house-sitters who are from their similar background. We see, I, th- I think that that is part of the comfort factor that house sitters here in Mexico experience with House Sit Mexico. The site is entirely in English. People of various uh, cultures and various uh, countries uh, have been members, you know, very, but it is in English. Um, and that winds up being our, our commonness, our, our common. You know, uh, lingua franca, you know. Yeah. So with that kind of uh, common background, that that element really helps uh, people create those relationships. I find that's one of the most interesting things that I've learned, uh, actually, is, is the degree to which the most successful house-sitting relationships have become friendships. Uh, that actually clicking with somebody winds up being easily as important as having a lot of really good references or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, when people communicate their personalities a bit in their profiles, the house sitters, somebody who has music in common or photography in common or someplace where they lived in common, you find common ground. And when people click, they feel comfortable that they feel comfortable about having you in their home, leaving um, their pets and and their home in your care. Yeah, it's um, I said for this one podcast I was listening to, she was saying that very often there was a lot of repeat business. Oh, tremendously! Right, once you've not gotten to know someone, can you come back and so forth? Right. So, well, this has been a great discussion. Uh, I thank you for being on the Repurpose Your Career podcast. If someone wanted to find you. Uh, how might they do that? And you want them to just go to the website? Yes. Um, the website is House Sit Mexico. Altogether, no spaces, housesitmexico.com. And there is a button there to, to click for, um, to contact. And the, your message will come to me. I'd be really happy to hear from you. And I encourage all of your listeners to come see the website. Well, thank you, Alexandra for being on the Repurpose Your Career podcast. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Alexandra is a true second half of life entrepreneur who had no plans on being an entrepreneur. As she stated in the interview, she had a couple of entrepreneurial ventures when other people ended up making money, but not her. Check out housesitmexico.com when you have a chance. The Career Pivot Membership Community continues to help the approximately 50 members who are participating in the beta phase of this project. This is a community where everyone is there to help everyone else out. I'm recruiting new members for the next cohort. If you are interested in learning more about the endeavor and would like to be put on a waiting list, please go to careerpivot.com community. When you sign up, you'll receive more information about the community as it evolves. 
feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just make sure in the connection request, you say you listen to this podcast, look for Career Pivot on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can find Career Pivot on Twitter at Career Pivot. Please come back next week when I interview Brenda Bernstein, author of the best-selling LinkedIn book, How to Write a Killer LinkedIn Profile. Last but not least, support this podcast by going to careerpivot.com slash donate. This link will be at the top of the show notes. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the Repurpose Your Career podcast. You will find all the show notes at careerpivot.com slash episode dash 159. Wow. I didn't think I'd reach 159 episodes when I got started. Please hop over to careerpivot.com, subscribe to get updates on this podcast and all the other happenings at Career Pivot. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Overcast, Spotify, and it's now on Pandora. I hope to see you next Monday for another episode of Repurpose Your Career Podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.